0: The following program is underwritten by. Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling, from the Halty harness to the Halty Optifit head collar. Company of Animals for all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome. Here's the toll-free
3: number. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Did I mention it costs you nothing? It's toll-free. To reach out to Dr. Debbie or dog father, Joey Villani, about your animals, your pets, Uh, preferably, uh, occasionally, Dr. Debbie will be cornered and someone will ask about a goiter. But we'd prefer just your animal questions today, toll-free. It's a free call, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. Download it now. Thanks to those folks over at Doctors Foster and Smith. A big show for you today, as it always is. Our veterinary correspondent, Dr. Marty Becker, he will be back to talk ticks. It's tick
4: well, and Flea Facts.
3: Flea Facts and TikTok.
4: Yes. We'll <laughs> <laughs> say that fast a
3: bunch
5: of times. Well,
3: you know, it is it is warming up outside, and that means that the rest of the country is going to get the fleas now that we, we have, have all, all year. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really important that we check in with Dr. Marty Becker because there's a lot of fallacies and a lot of thoughts about whether or not these uh, spot-ons are becoming, well, your animals become resistant to them after a while, after using them for so long.
4: Not your animals, the actual fleas. Oh, excuse me, the fleas, yeah. Become resistant and they doesn't kill them. That's anymore. what I meant to say. Okay.
3: Uh, eight-year-old hero today. Yes. Did you hear that? Eight-year-old hero. Eight. eight Alyssa Carter. She lives in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, and she's, she's taking
5: on a big deal here. It is
3: amazing for what an eight-year-old. I'm thinking, what was I doing at eight years old? I
5: <laughs> <laughs> not this. <laughs>
3: no. This young gal is all about the animals at this very young age, and we'll talk to her in just a couple of minutes. Tammy, what are you working on? Any big news in the newsroom?
5: Oh, man, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. You know, we spend a lot of money on our animals. Um, We all do that. But what would you rather do, go to the movies or be home with your animals? Mm. And the answer to that may surprise you.
3: Can I take my animals to the movies?
5: (laughs)
4: Uh uh-uh, uh,
6: they don't Ooh. let you do
5: that no. yet. you I mean, we can make a theater like that. There you go. Oh buy man, buy
4: an building and make a theater. Take your pet. Wait the movies. one
5: minute. I think we're onto something here. Yeah. yeah.
3: Trademark that, will you?
5: Let's uh, fast.
3: Let's hit the phones for your calls right now. It's a free call. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We have Annie on the phone. Hey, Annie. Hey, Annie. 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 Where are you calling from?
7: Calling from Kansas.
3: Kansas. And what can we do for you today?
7: I've got an area that we've mulched in around some blueberry bushes. And the cats, the little barn cats, are using it like a litter box. We're right. wondering if there's something natural
8: that we can use to keep them out of there.
9: Oh, I thought you were going to say natural for litter box trees because they love that stuff. Mulch is just like, feels mm, great on the feet for cats. So it's, yeah, it's definitely very attractive. So, yeah, obviously you don't want the kitties in your mulch. Um, the challenge is, because it's such an attractive uh, litter site, they really enjoy that digging sensation with that. Um, you're, you're going to be faced with some real challenges there. And the best way I can recommend is to actually do a physical barrier of some sort. Um, so things like netting and chicken wire might be the, the most effective to actually keep them out of that. However, there's a lot of different remedies you may hear about, you know, old wives tale things you can try. And a lot of people will try things like, um, citrus, uh, peels or either orange or lemon peels and not leaving the fruit, but the actual peels in, in the garden area. So I don't know, some people claim it works. I don't have the best success with that. Um, other things like, you know, cayenne pepper, that can be helpful for some cats, but, you know, I have others that it just doesn't do it enough. They'll go two feet away and that cayenne pepper, you just can't spread everywhere. Right. Um. There are some um tools that you might find on the internet or at a pet store um that are motion activated. And if you're kind of dealing with a certain area, they might be a good option for you. There's one called the Scarecrow, which is actually motion activated. It's actually it hooks to the sprinkler. So um when they get to the area, if the sprinkler goes off and cats not being real big water animals, um it, it's kind of a deterrent that's kind of kind for them. Okay. Um there's also um a deterrent that's motion activated that will have a kind of a pst of air of a high pressure air um like an air can and those two you can find on the uh in the on the internet i think one is called garden ghost um so some folks have some variable use with that in keeping kitties out of the areas but when we're talking like these areas that are just like either kids sandboxes or garden areas they are just really so desirable for these kitties so um if we think like a cat the determination is very strong so right. the physical barriers really go the, the furthest in trying to keep them out of this
3: yeah. well, we but, got a, we got a recipe here, we're going to post this over at the website and this is one of our guest's hat on it's a formula that includes cayenne pepper and Chinese mustard and I can't vouch to whether or not it'll work <laughs> but if you're one of those that might want to think about trying it I can uh, pass it on to you there
7: ok, it might <laughs> be
9: worth a try
3: it's, uh, it's just you installed a kitty litter is what you did much. That's
9: exactly natural kitty yeah, litter, and it did, yeah. and if you're if you're good at cooking and making mustard and cayenne pepper, I personally don't cook. So <laughs> for me, I think even mixing those combinations, I'd be dangerous. <laughs> it sounds
3: dangerous. Okay, well hold on for one second, Annie. We appreciate your call today. 8405 four zero five eight four zero five. We're going to uh, is it is it uh, Susan? Hey, Susan.
1: Hi. How are you?
3: Good. Where are you today?
1: We are in Catawissa, Pennsylvania.
3: Wow, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Which side of Pennsylvania?
1: Um, It's like Central Mountains.
3: Okay, are you listening on WEEU?
1: WEEU. Good station, love those guys. Great station. How can we help you? (laughs) Um, I actually have a question. I have a six-year-old cat that um, suffered a stroke two weeks ago and um, took her into the vet, and they ran all the tests, and um, my concern is we have other cats in the house and we've been applying feline advantage for fleas on mm-hmm. the other cats. Um, we know the dose wasn't what caused the stroke. That's what my vet's telling me. But my concern is on the 21st of this month, I need to retreat my cats. And mm-hmm. I need to know what to do with her.
9: Okay. And is she currently in good health, recovered from things, or is she still kind of on the mend right now?
1: Actually, she is in pretty good health, I think. I mean, she, you know, other than, well, just partial paralyzation on her left side.
9: Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Not not terribly common in kitties, unless we're dealing with something more of a, was there any kind of neurologic injury?
1: No, we went through all that. Nothing toxic, nothing. Hmm. The only thing I could think of was the flea product, and my vet said, no, it's been too long. That would have happened within the first two days.
9: Okay, you know, I'd say you know it's not likely, but anything that might have been timed around the time when she felt ill—I'm just kind of a superstitious kind of person, so I would probably agree with you. As I I wouldn't be a fan of using anything medicine-wise which was preceding this event. So that being said, um, you know, what else can we do for flea control? And there's a lot of other ways we can go at things. Um, Various different topical products. If if we're afraid of that kind of class of uh, flea control, there are some different. Different ones that we can try in an oral form, okay. and you know, just like any other medicine, human or veterinary, there's always potential side effects. So I won't lie to you and say that one's going to be less of a problem or less likely to cause a problem for your individual kitty. But there may be different ways we can go at this, and in some of the oral ones that work very effectively in cats. There's one uh, called uh, Capstar, uh, which is a very quick kill, and uh, it's in a tablet form. So that would be maybe a possibility of something to look at. Um, as an alternative mm-hmm. but otherwise if you had to take a break for a month on your flea control for this individual baby you know i don't know that i would say that you're going to lose total control of the flea uh, household there okay. <laughs> and uh, you know okay. and i think i'd probably look at her as an individual as a little bit special needs right now
1: absolutely and i just don't want um you know my whole thing was i was just going to confine her in the room for two days after i did the other cats we have 34 cats
4: Mm. Holy moly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to put her in a room for two days and not have have her around them. And I was kind of hoping that maybe I could do something um in a more holistic way for her where the flea, mm-hmm. she would be the most susceptible to them, I think, because her health is not 100% right now. Now, I could yeah, not and- wrong on that, but...
9: And I'd say that the most natural thing you can do is actually to sit down with a flea comb and remove them individually. Um, so if there are actually adult fleas on her, and that's a lot of times what we'll do when we have young pups and kittens where they're just not old enough for a lot of the different products. And it's definitely one of the, the ways that we can kind of at least physically help to eliminate their parasite burden. Um, so that would be, that would definitely be a consideration that that I would look at. And I got to ask you, how in the heck do you corral 34 cats to do any kind of medical treatment on them at one time? Um,
1: you do a couple at a time is really how it goes. They're all what society would call throwaways. Um, it's sad we live rural and they just drop them off, sometimes in carriers, and leave them. It's beyond belief. Right? We do it you know, a couple at a time the day that they, they all get treated on the same day, and it's just making a list of all their names and checking them off. Wow. So wow. Making sure wow. you're okay. What you a job. To- Double dose for anybody,
3: so. Another good guardian, you sound like. Can I send you some World's Best Cat Litter?
1: That would
3: be awesome. Hold on for one second, Susan. Right, yeah, you love your cat, but you don't love constantly buying cat litter. I know that. Try the concentrated power of World's Best Cat Litter. Even a small bag lasts a whole month, 30 days.
4: I can attest to that.
3: Find it at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery or pet stores. And thanks, World's Best, for underwriting Animal
2: Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. If you have a dog that pulls,
0: like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the halty Harness. The Halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty Range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty Training Lead, Halty Head Collar, Halty Training Harness, and the Optifit Head Collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty Range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max!
10: Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit Natural Balance Pink.com. For the highest quality flooring at the best possible prices, get to Lumber Liquidators end of quarter clearance sale. 10 million square feet of first quality flooring must be reduced. Get 80 styles of laminate, including looks for under a buck. 70 styles of bamboo, like click strand bamboo for 219 300 styles of pre-finished hardwood, including three quarter inch solid maple for 299 Plus deals from 49 cents and no interest until 2017. For low end of quarter prices and the highest quality floors, visit LumberLiquidators.com
6: to find a store near you. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 2020 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2020.
1: Hey, folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, stay or neuter your animals today.
3: You lucky dog, you're listening to Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five 405 8405 to hit up uh, Dr. Debbie or Dog Father Joey Volani with your questions. And uh, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to check our news with Miss Tammy Trujillo. What are you working on over there in the newsroom?
5: Well, this is really a big, huge story that's been breaking in the last couple of weeks. But Barnum and Bailey Circus is going to be elephant-free. By 2018, no more elephants in the circus. And a lot of people are very happy about this. And a lot of people are going, wait a minute, what's a circus without elephants? Mm. So this is kind of a very interesting controversy going on.
3: And I believe even in the studio, we might differ on our thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. Well, very- I go
5: both ways with it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm all for these elephants having beautiful, wonderful lives because they deserve it. but. You know, years ago, when I was uh, working on a station in Orange County, California, and they used to bring the elephants into the train station and walk them over to Anaheim Convention Center, it was a yearly deal that, you know, all the on-air personalities in town got to ride the elephants on this procession, and I did it. Well, it was three years in a row and I always rode this fantastic elephant named Clara and this animal was beautiful and well cared for and I knew her trainers and they loved her more than anything so you know I'm kind of torn in, in how this whole thing shakes out
3: mm,
9: okay.
5: not me
3: yeah well that's what I mean different opinions good <laughs> exactly. thing Bob Barker is not here in the studio
5: yeah
4: are we going to oh, get know, him on to talk about this
3: <laughs> no he usually comes on to talk elephants every I know time I tried to get he's, he's, he's
4: filming today oh he is filming yeah, today yeah I don't know what he's filming I like. I don't know what he's probably that be he was on.
3: talking about uh, doing another one of those uh, Adam Sandler movies.
5: I, I was thinking that's probably what he's doing. Yeah. So, yeah, he could Well, come I got to tell studio you today. If you ever get a chance to meet an elephant, they are one of the most fantastic animals in the world. Not just cuz they're really big and have a trunk and all kinds of you know they're unusual smart. things. They just oh, they're sweet and smart and man, do they have a sense of humor. They really know, they do, they know what's funny. And uh, someday we'll sit down and tell stories about how elephants know what's humorous, but man, they, they do know how to pull a prank.
3: Uh, well, that's on the way in the news. And then uh, also, our hero today seems to be eight years old, is that correct? Eight and a half. Eight and a half years yes. old.
5: That's important. <laughs> eight yes, it half. is. And your age is important at that age. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes.
3: <laughs> and uh, she lives in Johannesburg, South Africa. So, we'll be calling over there. It's got to be late over there, huh? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Uh, But we'll head to the phones first. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by the fine folks over at Company of Animals. If you have a dog that pulls, the Halty training lead by the Company of Animals gives you eight versatile functions all in one lead. Get this. It includes uh, three length ranges as well as two dogs on one lead you're like a dog walker you have two dogs i love those kind of leashes or the one with the double steering control you gotta love these this whole halty range can be found at www.companyofanimals.us in your local retailer thanks guys for underwriting this portion of animal radio what uh which one are we going to
4: line two we have robert
3: hey robert welcome to the show Hi, thanks a lot. I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie.
11: I do. I was listening to the radio, I think, last week. One weekend, I just ran across the station and were talking about pets. And I have a little small Shih Tzu Pomeranian, and she was having a few problems. So, so what's going on
4: it. with your baby there? She
11: was scratching, just scratching her hind legs to where no more hair in the pack and i bought some topical stuff you know they said for hot spots and it doesn't seem to work i was having to use it too much and then i started thinking that it was going to be toxic for her to scratch and have that in her mouth so i'm going to be moving where i live now there's carpet mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's the fleas in the carpet i do take her to the groomer once a month at least and they give her the flea bath and i do get the advantage and at this point, I don't even know if the advantage is working. Okay. So I just want to know because I just hate to see her suffer.
9: Yeah, definitely. And if she's got areas where she's actually getting bald and we're starting to see skin showing through, then for me that says that the itch is significant enough. We need to kind of maybe up the ante here a little bit as far as trying some more things. And, and I definitely would look, number one, at flea control and make sure all of our efforts are as, um, as thorough as we can. So right. a flea bath is great. That will help to kill those critters that are on your pet at the time, but definitely to follow up with that topical product at home. Now, the other reality is if you have a cat going inside and outside, you know, we can have a lot of opportunity for reinfestation. So your efforts could really be um, second guessed by that kitty's activity. So let's make sure that cat is treated as well with an appropriate cat product.
11: So I have a flea collar on her all the time. And uh-huh. like I said, I put the advantage, but I just, to me, putting the advantage by her neck is like. It's How does it take care of the whole dog?
9: Well, it basically, it gets distributed into the glands in the skin, um, and then that way it's distributed to the, the pet kind of systemically. Um, however, the the thing I think is that, you know, I don't know that our efforts are necessarily wrong in what you're doing, but I just want to make sure that we're still encompassing environmental control as well. Um, so if you do have a critter that's going inside and outside, even if you're treating your doggy as thoroughly as you can, we got to make sure that the environment is treated. So that may mean that we need to do some treatments inside the the home, um, and to that kitty as well. So I think that might be really where I'd say our efforts we would need to go. And, you know, definitely if we've been on a product and we're not seeing response after several months, Mm -hmm. then, you know, I might look at another one. Um, But for me, I think there's a lot of opportunity here with uh, your household and the behavior of the animals that we could really work more on the environment. So even though you've got a new... I'm
11: sorry, I bought the carpet flea treatment. So... Once I moved in here I I wanted to change my attitude about when it comes to cheetah. So I do mm-hmm. treat the carpets in the two rooms that have carpet.
9: Great. Good. Good. So I'm happy with that then. And maybe that is what is making the difference here in, in improving your pet's, uh, comfort there. Now, if for, you know, let's play devil's advocate here. And if the itching continues and we see continued hair loss, even though you've, you've got this move and these changes, then I might start looking for things along the allergy line. And so we might look at getting into some antihistamines to help control itch, maybe a fatty acid supplement that can help kind of restore the natural luster to the hair. Um, And then as far as the topical, I'm not sure what product you're using, what ingredients are in there, but um, sometimes we can find things that have uh, topical steroids that have nice anti-itch relief. But other times, really, we, we don't want to hit these pets with a lot of irritating substances and a lot of different drugs on their skin surface. We may want to use something very soothing that may be more colloidal oatmeal-based. So that might be even a, another direction if the itch isn't quite bad and we think we've got the fleas under control, that you look for something that's got kind of more that natural oatmeal base, um, and that might give her some good relief there.
11: Well, how would I know if it's, if she's allergic to the food? God. You know, someone a fun... told me that she might be allergic to her food and right now I'm giving her, I believe it's proactive.
9: So for, for allergies, there are definitely inhalant allergies, you know, things that are in the environment the pet is, you know, exposed to. And then there's the food allergies. Food allergies are very difficult to prove. Um, the way that we figure that out is we actually put the pet on a hypoallergenic diet trial. So that's not necessarily saying I'm going to pick a different brand of food because that's the wrong approach. It's not necessarily food brand that is bad. It's food components or the ingredients. So right. with that, um, you know, we can talk about trying a hypoallergenic diet. There's oodles out there. The big thing is, I talk to your veterinarian about um, that possibility, and if that is something we need to get into. For me, if I have an itchy pet, we've got good flea control, and especially if this is a young doggy, I really look at food allergies seriously. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. We're here waiting for your call. 1-866-405-8405.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405
6: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order.
5: Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Now, right or wrong... This seems so hard to picture to me, a circus without elephants. But that's what the iconic circus Ringling Brothers' Barman Bailey Circus will soon be. After more than 100 years, it's ending its elephant acts with the last ones disappearing by 2018. Feld Entertainment owns Ringling Brothers, and public concern over how the animals are treated led to the decision. Meanwhile, in Mexico, there is now a ban on animal acts of all kinds in circuses. Mexico's Circus Owners Association says the new laws made no provisions on what to do or how to take care of the animals that no longer are part of the circuses food and care for animals like lions and tigers and elephants can run close to $100 a day each many of the animals along with their circus equipment are being stored now on a ranch north of Mexico City while the circus owners weigh their options and look for ways to do something other than and they are actually considering this having to euthanize some of those beautiful animals so how much do we love our pets well we love our pets more than we love going to the movies the figures are out, and Americans spent five times more on their pets than they did on movies last year. The box office film Rent Track estimated that ticket sales from 2014 at the movies totaled $10.4 billion. Okay, it's a lot of money, but the American Pet Products Association says we spent $58 billion last year on 397 million pets, everything from freshwater fish to reptiles to cats and dogs. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com.
6: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
12: Dogs or cats, horse or emu. Are people too. Here's another way service dogs are helping their human pals. Working as good listeners to young readers. READ, which stands for Reading Education Assistant Dogs, was started in Nashville in 2002. It pairs up a young struggling reader with a team consisting of one human and one service dog. The new reader, usually between first and third grade, reads to a relaxing, sometimes napping service reading dog. Reading out loud can be very difficult for youngsters, especially ones for whom English is a second language. But these dogs put the kids at ease, making reading fun and melting the fear away with a non-judgmental wag of a tail. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too animals.
10: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com
2: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 well i almost didn't make it back in time
3: for the show i was over at the facebook page where i get lost i fall down these little rabbit holes <laughs> Mm-hmm. Watch mm-hmm. the videos or look at some of the pictures, and then that leads me to another video or so another easy
4: to do it really I know.
3: Is. especially around here on Wednesdays when we have the wacky Wednesday pet photo contest, and you upload your wacky pet pictures at our Facebook page, and then uh, whoever likes them, how many likes by the end of the day, how many shares by the end of the day, that person and their pet will pick up a wonderful prize this week it is.
4: This week from Sturdy Products, we have a large, sturdy pet carrier bag. And this is great for cats or dogs. And the sturdy bag is great during an emergency for emergency preparedness, if you exhibit your pets at a pet show, or it's great for airline travel. So this is the large, sturdy pet carrier bag for a small dog or for a large cat.
3: And these are premium bags. I'll tell you, we have a couple of them.
4: Oh, yes, we have one here in the studio, and it's very cushioned. Added, and your pet will love it.
3: And uh, Miss Vanna, how would somebody pick up on that again?
4: They go over to our Facebook page, the Animal Radio Facebook page. They can upload a picture of their pet. And if they don't have a picture to put up, they can go and vote on someone else's picture.
3: Or take a wacky picture of you and your pet, like a selfie.
4: A selfie, but make sure that your pet is in In the the picture.
3: picture. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, So that's over at our Facebook page at Animal Radio. Let's head back to the phones. Toll free 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Candy. How are you?
7: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
3: Oh, you even have a, a sweet Candy-like voice. Where are you today?
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the, thank you for saying that. I'm in Modesto, California. I have Dr. Debbie here. How can she help you? Well, um, I have a question. Um, I have a 15-year-old Manx cat, and um, he was diagnosed with diabetes a year ago, and I was giving him insulin shots and so forth, and he had a reaction to those. So I took him off the insulin shots and um, just started really altering his diet, giving him a high-protein diet and so forth, and he seemed that he's responding really, really well. But uh, just recently, I kind of feel like he's kind of experiencing maybe a little bit of blood sugar or something like that, and I don't want to put him back on the insulin because I, I just don't think they got the uh, amount right, and I'm not really sure if he's to that point. I've had okay. him tested it and it, it doesn't say that he is. But I was wondering if natural products, because there's you know natural pet products, I was wondering if any of those um, are appropriate or if they would work on uh, on my cat.
9: Okay, and, and I'm going to back up a little bit. When you said he had a reaction to the insulin, what exactly did he do?
7: Well, uh, he almost died. Actually, um, I had to take him to the emergency room. Um, his blood sugar was like 20 or 30. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, it was, it was really bad. And, and, uh, so I, I took him off that and just really started giving him, you know, roaster chicken and just really good things like that because he wouldn't need any of the vet, you know, food for, uh, for a diabetic mm-hmm. pack. So he seems okay. to be, you know, responding really well. But, um, you know, at times he looks lethargic and, you know, things like that. And I was just wondering if any of those, you know, um, natural pet products would work because I'm, I'm not, okay. I haven't dealt with that before.
9: Okay. As far as for diabetes in kitties, we're fortunate in cats that in some cases it can actually be a transient problem or we can control them with diet alone. So there are certain population of cats that have to have insulin to really get effective control of that disease. Um, I'm wondering if your kitty um, didn't fall in that category, and when you, he had a really low blood sugar, um, that's the effect that we would want insulin to do is to drop the blood sugar, but obviously not to that level because that is just so low. So if he can be managed with diet, and if his blood sugar is in a nice, happy range with a high-protein diet, then that would be my therapy, and that would be what I would have the goal. Um, If you're doing that and we're still not in a happy range, and if there's suspicion that it's actually a problem, um, then we may have to look at maybe an alternate insulin product. But as far as natural things to kind of treat diabetes, ain't. Ain't anything out there that's going to really be helpful there. But cats have this kind of freaky ability to raise their blood sugar when they're stressed, um, nervous. So I would just make sure that if they did have a reading that was high on the blood sugar, that we back that up with maybe a urine check to make sure, um, or a test called a fructosamine, which also looks to make sure that that value has been consistently high before we kind of go down that insulin road there. Okay.
7: Okay. All right. The cat eats better than I eat. And <laughs> 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 all of our animals do. And uh, But, you know, a lot of chicken, you know, a lot of really good, you know, natural, you know, cat foods and things like that, tuna and, you know, things like that. But I was just wondering if any of those kind of pet things work for, like, fleas, you know, because I, you know, California has a flea problem right now. And, and you know, I hate to put advantage and things like that because I know it's chemicals. And, you know, I've, I've seen these websites and I thought, you know, I wonder if the natural flea stuff would work too
9: do you know anything about that doctor some of the different natural flay things you know there's a lot of different remedies out there and i'm really not going to stand behind those and say that uh, things like garlic and things like that work Uh um there are a lot of super great products out there everyone's going to have a little bit of a potential for a side effect whether it's a topical or an oral so you know, the, the best natural thing is a flea comb. <laughs> it's the safest yeah. thing. Um, yeah. the least risk of a problem. Um, anything beyond that, um, just, I can't say is really founded. All the, the garlic and the yeast remedies, things like that. But you did say when you, I want to go back to the diabetes, a, a blood sugar of 270 in a cat isn't a problem unless okay. we can, Really say that there's a diabetic state going on. So when I mentioned the stress nervous cat, um, I get that value on cats a lot of the time when they just walk in the front door. If I check their blood sugar, and it can be a completely normal thing. So I wouldn't focus if there was just that one level that was high, and there was something else going on at the time. I'm going to rule that out to just kitty stress. Um, but any question again, I'd say you know check a urine sample, have your vet check into that a little bit more. But otherwise, you know, if he's not feeling well, you know it's always good to try to figure out what's going on there. But yeah, well uh, he's
7: a hundred too, and people say, so you know, 15 is pretty old, although he has no arthritis and he sees really well and he plays. and People think he's, you know, seven or eight years old, but in actuality, you know, he's an older
2: kitty. Don't give him a big old hug from all of us right now, will you? I'll do it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866
3: 405
2: 8405. This is Animal Radio, baby.
3: Hi, Tony. How are you doing?
13: Pretty good. Where are you
3: calling from today?
13: Uh, Nebraska. Very good. Hi.
3: How are your pets doing? I have the good doctor, Dr. Debbie, right here. Hi, Tony. He's, hi. He's doing good, but
14: the only thing I'm having problems with, he, once in a while he gets red eyes. And he don't okay, want to eat.
9: What kind of baby are we talking about here?
14: It's a... Uh, Australian Shepherd.
8: Okay, and how old? He's ten months old.
9: Ah, so he's a youngin, so full of lots of energy and maybe a bit foolish as well. I'd imagine. Yeah. Alrighty. So he said that his eyes are red. Is is there any problems with that? You're seeing the whites of the eye turning red.
14: Yeah, just the whites of the eyes
9: okay and there's anything else going on discharge from the eye does he rub at them or squint his eyes
11: uh not that i ain't seen in other dogs they usually get teardrops
8: from the eyes that's about normal
9: okay a little bit of that staining in the corners of the eyes yeah okay well, as far as, you know, an occasional redness in the eye, you know, it, a lot depends on what environment he's in. So for a dog that's living indoors in the lap of luxury, sitting on the couch, there really shouldn't be a lot of environmental things that cause red eyes in a dog that age. If that's continuing in a pet that kind of lives indoors and has a secluded environment, I might be more apt to be concerned about that and investigate it. And one of the first things we do for a red eye is We look at it. We look at it with magnification and in many cases we'll stain the eye with a fluorescent stain to make sure there's no abrasions or anything on the cornea. So that might be if we're worried about things. But in a pet that goes outside and spends time outdoors, you've got the effect of wind, dust, allergens, all those things that can cause the occasional red eye. And again, in a young dog, I kind of walk that line of, I need a little bit more... Uh, Evidence, if you will, that we have a problem regarding those eyes. Now, you mentioned he's not eating well, and that would be something that I would definitely say would alert me to see the veterinarian. Because a young dog that's not eating reliably and having eye problems would definitely have me picking up that telephone and calling your local veterinarian. And and so I would encourage you to check into that and talk to your vet locally.
3: Thanks for your call, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team right now.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I'm
12: Beth Stern on Animal Radio and adopt from your local shelter.
10: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
3: It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, toll-free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and we'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. But first, our hero of the week, and we're going to talk to Dad first. Dad is uh, Brian Carter, and we're calling Johannesburg, South Africa. Brian, how are you doing?
15: Very well, thanks. Indeed, it's
3: late there, isn't it? Uh,
15: yes, it's a little bit after eight thirty in the evening.
3: Well, we're calling because your daughter is doing something amazing for the animals. And before we talk to her, I want to kind of get the summary from you. She uh, okay. She's fallen in love with the rhinos. <laughs> and, and this happened, what, at six years old?
15: Yes, that's correct. Yes, at the age of uh, roughly six and a half.
3: And how old is she now?
15: Now she's close to eight and a half.
3: So what was her first experience with the rhino?
15: Um, I think that's probably when she learned about it at school, when they were doing endangered animals as part of the curriculum. And uh, one of the things that they talked about was very topical um, at the time, and is still now, and that was about rhinos. Um, But because we are animal lovers, nature lovers, we have been to places like the Kruger National Park, and other parks that are closer to Johannesburg. And uh, always, as a family, enjoyed being around the wildlife. And uh, unbeknown to us at the time, Melissa had just really taken a a liking to rhinos. And when she heard about the rhinos being killed from uh, this whole scourge of poaching, that's when everything started from there.
3: Poaching, which uh, is usually done, what, just for the... uh, The horns. The horns and the ivory of the horns, is that correct?
15: Yes, that's correct. They, They... kill the rhinos just to hack off or cut off the the horns because they believe it has some or other medicinal use. Um, And the crazy thing about it is it actually has no use whatsoever. It has the same effect as um, grinding up fingernails or hair.
3: I am amazed at that young age that your daughter is able to understand what's happening, and she has uh, started her own mission. Is she selling chocolates and candies to raise money for the rhinos?
15: Yes, that's right. Uh, It started off with chocolates and uh, moved on to stickers and uh, rock candy sweets and lollipops. We've also added um, ginger biscuits into the mix. And uh, now she's also just recently had a nice donation from a group of people who are also um, fight, uh, also part of the fight against poaching, where they've given her a variety of jewelry, necklaces, and charm bracelets, and earrings, and various things like that, and that she can also use to sell to raise more money for her fund.
3: Okay, and the fund will, I guess she wants to get dogs. What do the dogs do, and where, where does the money go?
15: The concept came up when uh, Alyssa saw a video and heard a presentation from a group called the Sand Parks Honorary Rangers. Sand Parks standing for South African National Parks and the Honorary Rangers are the preferred fundraising channel for the South African National Parks and one of the things they were presenting was the idea of putting trained sniffer dogs into the national parks. As a as a defence mechanism or as a protection mechanism, um, maybe more about tracking if they come across um, you know anywhere where poachers have come into the parks or have passed by, then these uh, trained sniffer dogs can actually follow the trail through the park,
14: through uh, through the
15: wild bush, and uh, pick up the trail and lead. The, um, the, the necessary people, the, the field rangers, etc., can lead them directly to where these poachers are located. So that was the presentation that Alyssa saw, and she turned to me and she said, Daddy, that's what I want to do, that's what I wow. want you to buy. So uh, you know, the, the whole idea was hers and hers alone. We didn't come up with ideas and say, "Hey, would you like to do this?" It was from something that she saw herself.
3: Oh, but I'm sure that you fertilized a compassionate attitude towards animals, and that's where it comes from.
15: Uh, sure. I mean, as, as I said earlier on, as a family, you know, we are nature lovers. Um, you know, it's, it's just something that we have enjoyed. So we've, you know, taken our children to different places like that. So I guess uh, yeah, she, she obviously had it in her. <laughs>
3: well, can we talk to our little hero? <laughs>
15: yes, yes, you can talk to your little hero. I'll okay. put the, the, boss the phone over to her.
3: Thank you so much, Brian.
15: Thank you. Here How we go.
5: Cool, okay, is this with a, a kid that age? Yeah, oh, gosh. very cool.
3: And we're just she about. Is going to be
5: Hello. such an amazing adult.
3: Hi, Alyssa. How are you? I'm
5: thanks to you.
3: V- very well, thank you. Thank you for staying up late. I understand it might be past your bedtime, right? Okay. I want to ask you about the rhinos. And uh, you're selling chocolate and uh, lollipops and stickers and all kinds of things to raise money for the rhinos, right? Yes.
4: Who are you selling it to?
1: Um, at school at break time, and I go and sell around at school to all the children. Oh. I uh, sell at other schools and at markets, and that's all.
4: So tell me, what do you like about the rhinos? Why is the rhino your favorite?
1: I like the long horns, and um, it's very nice and beautiful.
3: They are beautiful. Do you know how much money you've raised so far selling candy?
1: Um, no.
3: You don't? Someone's told me that you've raised over $23,000 selling candy. That's a lot of candy.
4: Do you have stuffed animals? Do you have rhino-stuffed animals, or do you have any other animals at home?
1: Um, only two dogs and my fluffy rhino.
4: And you have a fluffy rhino? A whole
1: bunch, more than 15.
4: More than 15 wow. stuffed rhinos. Wow.
3: Well, I want to thank you for talking to us. I know you're tired and we'll let you go to bed, but we wanted to tell you we love you. We, uh, you're our hero for what you're doing. We think what you're doing is absolutely wonderful. Keep up the good work. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Bye.
3: Bye now.
15: Bye-bye. Oh, she is
3: precious. Here go. Oh, she, she sounds a little bit tired. It's the end of the day there <laughs> for bedtime. her. It's But uh, she, yeah. she is an absolute doll. Absolute doll you got there.
15: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you.
3: Thank you for telling us your story, and thanks for allowing Alyssa to be our Hero of the Week here at Animal Radio. I'm going to go ahead and give out this website. Uh, it's called SaveTheRhinos.co.za. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard today over at uh, animalradio.com.
5: You know, we always sit here around and think, oh, gosh, I wish we could do something to fix that or fix the other thing. Well, my goodness, if a 9-year-old child (laughs) can do something to fix a problem, then, by gosh, the rest of us big kids can come up with something.
2: Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
3: Okay, here's the number you should write down. It may be brand new to Animal Radio. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to any one of the dream team here. And uh, let's check in with Tammy Trujillo, who's uh, working hard in the newsroom. What do you have coming up this hour?
5: You know, we all gripe because how much it costs to go to the movies, right? But yep. we still go, yep. okay? <laughs> because it's really expensive. But you know what? We're spending a lot more on something else that can be a whole lot more entertaining. And we're going to talk about exactly what that is.
3: Hmm.
5: Hmm. You got uh, me. I'm, yeah, I'm around for that
3: one. In this hour, veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker will be joining us. And what do you have on I, the docket, Doc?
13: <laughs> I got on the docket, Doc. Flea Facts and tick-tock
3: flea facts and tick-tock on the docket
5: <laughs> i just want to see how many times you can say that without messing up in a row fast
3: it is that time flea of the season
13: flea facts tick flea facts tick
5: oh
3: that's pretty wow. good you're doing good. good wow, wow. <laughs> most of us can look out the window right now and see sunshine and spring on the way which means mm-hmm. that the fleas and the ticks are going to proliferate once again so we'll be talking to dr marty becker in just a couple of minutes about that but first your phone calls toll-free 1-866-405-8405 let's take another one for dr debbie and we have maureen on the phone hi maureen
12: hi there how are you very good where are you calling from today redding pennsylvania
3: love redding weu our affiliate there
12: yes that's correct
3: i have dr debbie right here come on over dr
12: debbie all right i'm pushing him aside here hi dr debbie i'm calling because i have a new rescue pup and I even have what they call the break, break fast bowl. And okay, yeah. she just takes down, chows down this food, and it's small kibbles like you would not believe. And I'm wondering what I can do to, to stop that. Because I'm afraid it's not good for her, and I'm afraid she's going to get, um, I, think, I think, I'm think i trying to think of the terminology when a dog ingests food and they don't um, they don't chew it well. Uh-huh. She is, well, I mean, she isn't, go ahead, I'm
9: sorry. I was just going to say, they can, we do worry about bloat if a pet eats really fast bloat. and
7: That's
12: the themselves. right word, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
9: Now, is she currently having any health problems with it or you're just being cautious and, and being proactive?
12: Well, I'm I'm being proactive about it, and I, and I'm tr- and I to be honest with you, I'm lifting her face even away from this bowl because I'm afraid that she's going to throw up because she just ingests us She she ingests it like like she's never eaten before.
9: Okay, and she's how old? One to one and a half. Okay, and is she the only dog in dog. your home? And do you have other dogs, or is she the only one? I do have another dog, yes, and that other dog is eight. Okay, and are they fed together and out of the same bowl, different bowls?
12: Oh, they're fed out of different bowls, absolutely, yes.
9: Okay, good. All right, well, the first thing that I'll say is that there is definitely, it's well recognized that sometimes pets that are adopted or that come from, Oh, tough beginnings it can sometimes have issues with food when it comes to eating and eating it all up very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Some of it, we don't know what experiences, you know, the pet had on the road uh, uh, beforehand, exactly. but it can, can leave some impact mentally. So some, some tips definitely that, um, that bowl that you're referring to is kind of a cool bowl that, um, some people make their own at home, but it's actually a pre-made bowl that has little like uh, pegs that kind of sit up, yes. stick up from the bottom yeah. of the bowl. So the idea. It slows down how fast the pet can ingest the food from the bowl. Uh, some people will just overturn cups and put them inside the bowl, and you can do the same thing at home. But if we're still doing uh, that behavior, um, the other strategies that we can try now, <laughs> doesn't work for every dog. Some dogs I will try to switch them over to free feeding or open feeding because part of the concern is that, oh, my God, this food's going to be gone and I'm not going to have any. Okay. Um, It only works for certain dogs, and I usually prefer it to be in a single-dog home um, because then we have less worry about resource competition. Um, You eat your food really fast so the other dog can't get to it.
12: Well, the other dog doesn't go anywhere near her bowl. She goes near the other dog's bowl
9: sure sure and what we have to recognize is that she for whatever reason has concerns about that food not being there um when she gets back or that it's going to be taken away from her so um we need to do whatever we can to reassure her of that so okay. um, a lot of times i'll try to practice uh quiet behaviors before feeding just to kind of help resume some control and to decrease the pet's anxiety. So something simple like saying, okay, the food's sitting in front of you. Let's practice a sit- or a shake paw, and then you give a command to say, okay, it's all right to eat. Um, that helps to kind of connect the dog to say, all right, everything's okay. The food's there, and okay. it kind of diverts the mind. So that's one okay. just training thing. But otherwise, okay. other strategies, we can go to giving food in other ways so that she has to kind of work for it. Um, there's a lot of different toys out there, uh, the Kong toys, the Busy Buddy toys, where you can put the actual pet's food inside toy items, and it gives them something to do, gives them a little more time um, to ingest the food, and it kind of makes it a little bit more interactive and fun. So that's okay. one way also to kind of make mealtime stretch out a little bit and to make it a little bit more fun. I've had some folks hiding food in the house. Um, you just got to watch for that really determined dog, like probably my Labrador, that would probably eat um, through furniture under carpet to get to the food, so... Okay. Um, but I think that, you know, that and just being patient, uh, and, uh, giving her a little extra time, uh, being watchful for your other dog because even if the other dog isn't physically going into that bowl, sometimes Uh, that psychological just fear of stress that the other dog might. So you may consider feeding them separately just to kind of ease her mind.
12: Okay. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you, Maureen, for for your call. Okay, bye-bye. 405 8405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team right now. And we go to Angela. Excuse me. Hi, Angela. How are you?
8: Uh, hey, fine. How are you?
3: Good. I understand you want to talk to Joey Villani. Yes, sir. What's going on?
8: Uh, well, I've got a cat who just loves to be groomed to the point that uh, when I'm not home, my mother's taking care of her. Uh, you know, the cat meets her at the door runs up on the... To the kitchen counter and jumps up there my mother gives her a can of food and she may or may not eat the food before she runs through the pet door into the garage and jumps up on the grooming table to wait for my mother to brush her uh, and I'm, I'm explaining all this because you know this is not a cat that doesn't like to be groomed uh, the problem I'm having is you know uh, the the table is a plastic patio table and chair uh, the I use like a rubber curry brush, like really for a horse. i got a couple of those because they really get the undercoat out really great. The hair flies. But the problem is uh, the cat is getting little shocks that I don't know about from static electricity. And, uh, you know, if I don't notice the tail twitch or the little kitty evil eye, uh, she thinks I'm intentionally doing it, (laughs) and she will actually, you know, if I don't catch her little... Signals she, she'll bite me. Is there any way to cut down the static electricity while she's being brushed? Because she'll sit there and, and love you to brush her for twenty or thirty minutes.
16: Now I, I got a question for you. It's a short cat, obviously. Um, yes, sir. The, the the table that you're using, you say, has a plastic top. It's a plastic,
8: solid plastic table on a concrete floor. And, I and think that you actually get, get... I, I do have you know other brushes, but. The majority, of the ones I use are rubber. They just get the hair out
16: really good. I think that you're getting the static off of the plastic off the table. But you know what? Instead of changing all that, I got a very, very simple solution. You know what? Okay. Dryer sheets, bounce dryer sheets. Uh huh. Yeah. What you're gonna you, What you're gonna do is you're gonna take one of them before you groom your pet. And you're going to rub the cat down with the dryer sheet. And what that's going to do, it's going to eliminate the static. So you're going to be able to brush and comb your cat with no problems. It's a trick that we actually use in dog shows. In certain certain times of the year, um, when it's a little drier out, you'll get more static. So what will happen is is you'll get a lot more flyaway hair. And we do that as well. And... Absolutely. We'll take care of the static. Your, your, your cat won't be upset. You'll be happy. And that should make some smell good. Okay, great. Downy, you say? <laughs> well, like yeah, bounce. Bounce. Any type of dryer dryer sheets that you get. The ones, the sheets that you throw in the dryer. Just put that. Okay, just, so any brand, just any, brand, just any dryer sheets. Should I, should I rub the plastic table with it, too, or just the cat? I would just rub the cat. I mean, it, it could it couldn't hurt. I mean, I've never rubbed down the table before, so I so I honestly don't know. But I know if you do, if you do rub the cat with it, it will absolutely, positively eliminate the static. Oh,
8: thank you. You've made both me and
16: my cat very happy. Good. Uh, thank you. That, that's why I'm here to make you guys happy.
3: Thanks for your call today. Let us know how that Thanks, works. 866 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Dog father Joey Volani and Dr. Debbie all here at your beck and call.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 866 405 8405
5: Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more.
3: Would you wait several days for your cell phone to fully charge? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. Uh, but if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds uh, and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect
8: uh, 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 when you can
3: start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? Uh, Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed.
17: You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Hi, I'm Junior, director of marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about.
4: At Stella & Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella & Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities, without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella & Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com.
17: Hey, everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets.
3: This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewies. If you haven't heard yet, they have the brand new intro packs for all of their flavors. The Chewy's Chicken, the Simply Venison, the Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. These are great ways to find out which, which ones your dogs love. Or in our particular case, they like all of them. We'd switch it up.
4: I'd use them for travel. They're just a great little travel pack for my little dog.
3: They are easy for for somebody, like if you're a trucker. Mm-hmm. This is just perfect. It's oh, yeah. It's
4: lightweight. It's good food. And all you got to do is just add water to it. And you got to... Nice meal for your pup.
3: So you might want to learn more, and you can do that over at com. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's see. What are we doing? Oh, Tammy, what are you working on this hour?
5: Well, I, I've got to say, there are times that I can't wait to get home and be with my animals and get rid of people. <laughs> okay, just <laughs> get, get all people away from me. Just go home, my dogs and cats, yeah. you know. And if that's you, and I think we've all been there once uh-huh. or twice, but if you're ready to Chuck it all, and for once and for all, go where people are outnumbered by animals. I have found the place for you. Boom.
3: And you're going to announce it on the air?
5: <laughs> yes, I what? am.
3: Give me that. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't want you to do that.
5: It, no, 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 because here's my thought. Okay. Here, no, here's my thought. If we all were to go there, right, we'd bring our own animals with us, because we wouldn't leave them behind. Oh, of course. So we keep the ratio. Oh. I've got it figured out. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> There's a method to your madness, and we're going to find you out about I'm not going to wreck
5: this. Are you kidding? I'm not going to wreck this. <laughs> Let's
3: uh, hit the phones. We have Christy on the phones. Hey, Christy.
5: Hi, how are you? Doing
3: good. Where are you?
12: I'm in
5: Jacksonville, Florida. Well, what can we do for you today?
12: Well, I have a 10-year-old um, tiny toy Pomeranian, and... Um, My husband grew up with dogs all of his life, but his family wouldn't let them get shots. So he doesn't feel like that. My dog needs shots. So I've been fighting with him on this since we got her. So I would sneak and get her shots, but it's been about five years since I've been able to sneak and do it. So I'm wondering if you could give me some tips to to tell him and explain to him the reasons (laughs) why the shots are so important, or or if if they're not important, let me know that.
9: (laughs) Okay, well, you know, I don't want to get into a marital uh, disagreement here, but um, this is going to be kind of like a little counseling session. though. Um, so, I, you know, I've learned in, in veterinary practice for 16 years that sometimes I can help educate and inform, but I don't do a good job of convincing, because that really, a lot of people sometimes have preconceived notions. Um, what they grow up with is what they know, and that can be over hard to overcome, um, even in the face of good, sound medical Guidance, So, uh, I can try to arm you with some of that. And, you know, I guess the first thing I'd say is that vaccines are important to some degree. Um, infectious disease does not go away. So, we knew that even though people vaccinate, we still have parvo. We still have distemper. And those are diseases I can actually see even in adult dogs. So, um, in fact, just the other week, we had a one-and-a-half-year-old dog develop parvo, never left his backyard. Um, so it, it can happen. Um, but I'd say if we want to arm ourselves with some information, you could tell him one other thing we can do short of vaccinating is to do titers. And that's kind of a, a wave that some veterinarians are going to um, where we basically draw a blood sample we send it in for a test and it tests an in vitro possible protection for that condition, such as parvovirus or distemper virus. It's a very, um, it's more costly when you compare it to the cost of the shots. But if we're opposed to vaccinating or maybe medically we're trying to avoid, um, unnecessary vaccines, that might be one way you could go and say, Hey, this is an option. Um, but I'd have to say that infectious disease happens. Um, and most people, you know, if you don't know, rabies vaccine is required by law for dogs and cats. So it makes things very complicated should a human be scratched or bitten in the company of your dog or by exactly. your dog. Um, and, you know, it, it. I've had dogs here quarantined for extended periods of oh, yeah. time because they didn't have a current rabies vaccine. So um, that's for me. That's saving your pet and yourself that heartache of that kind of thing. And everyone will say, "Oh, my dog doesn't go around other people. He doesn't bite anybody." You know what? You never know. Um, you could have a child over, get scraped around the eye, and you just um, can't make those. Uh, Presumption. I'll pass
3: this story on here, that Judy got bit from the studio cat, which she knows very well, and because she got bit, the city had to come out and quarantine the place, and because he had his vaccinations, he didn't have to go off with them. So it's she knows Boog, the studio cat, very well. And it was the last thing you expected to get bit by him. I, I think you were giving him a pill or something like that. What were you doing?
4: No, I was actually drawing blood. Drawing I, oh, I have to draw, I had to oh, draw wow. his blood every month because oh, he's you. he's got a oh. disease. Oh, okay. So I draw his blood every month. I've been doing it for a long time. And I guess what happened is I wiped his pad with alcohol to clean it. And then he I drew like the blood. It. But no, I think I did it too quick. And the alcohol wasn't quite dried. So I think it stung mm. him.
3: So you two get along pretty good is the point that I'm saying yeah, it maybe in a situation where uh where you need years. to have it. But you know what I'm thinking I'm listening back to this whole conversation here and I'm thinking that maybe you should just sneak the pet to the vet one more time.
9: <laughs> And, you know, so too. <laughs> and, and Christy, I have to say that, you know, going to the vet is probably the most important thing. And, you know, it, we nowadays we don't just give random shots to dogs when they walk in the door. We really individualize that. So for me, the number one thing would be get that regular exam for your pet and then then talk about those vaccines, what's necessary, because there's a lot more to preventative care than just those vaccinations. And, and that would be my message to try to convince your husband uh, to close well, those doors. Well, I
3: thank you so much much for taking my call one 405 let's not uh, take a call for dr debbie we have lisa on the phone hey lisa hola can you hear me yes how are you doing lisa what's going on
8: uh, well a couple of things one um just want to say thank you because uh, about six months ago i called in and um, i was concerned because my kitty and my hubby weren't getting along very well and oh, the yeah. doctor had suggested that um he takes over the food and the treats and things like that mm-hmm. and they're with good buddies now so
3: they're good buddies now, <laughs> you see? Good job, Doc.
9: <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that, and it just goes to prove that, you know, cats, you know, there's a weight of their heart, and it's their stomach. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yes. <laughs> Not just cats. Humans do. I know. That's the weight in my heart. Oh, yeah.
7: Humans do. I agree.
3: <laughs> so what's going uh, on now, though?
7: Well, my question
8: is, I was wondering what, uh, what would be the best kitty food to uh, feed them. Um, we actually have two cats. They're both males. They're about a year old now. We've been seeing them uh, one as well as uh, alternating with time.
9: It's a tough question because there really is no easy answer. There's no perfect food for any one-given pet. Um, now, there's different thoughts when it comes to nutrition in cats, and some of the new um, research as they look at nutrition in kitties is that, you know, they're carnivores, and we need to keep that in mind with their diets, and that sometimes maybe feeding these kibble diets that are high-carbohydrate just may not always be the best thing for them. Um, so higher-protein foods or even canned foods, exclusively canned foods, have actually been shown to keep our kitties healthier weight. Um, so that might be one thing. But now, as far as brands, like I said, I don't have anything major against any of those brands. I think those are high-quality foods. Um, it depends on what also works for your kitties. So not only how great someone tells you it is, but how good it is and consistent for their bowels, um, for them using the litter box, and for their overall thriving. Um, so uh, for me, you know, I like to find a major company that has a nice, reputable name, that has a uh, veterinary uh, person I can call on a 1-800 number. Because um, that's very important for me that there's nutritional background um, with a diet. And, and both of those that you've mentioned have that. Is it okay yeah. to be switching between foods back and forth? Good question. And, and the the general answer is that most pets, dogs and cats alike, thrive when they're on a consistent diet. So we feel like we need to switch it up sometimes to make it more interesting. But actually, their digestive tract does better if we keep that on a consistent brand and even a consistent flavor. Um, and then just not get too worried about the idea of that, oh, today's I need uh, turkey dinner, and yesterday it was chicken dinner, and tomorrow it's going to be giblets. and um, So, yeah, I would just say pick one, stick with it, and uh, you know if they're happy with it, then I'm happy with it.
3: Thanks for your call, Lisa. We appreciate you listening.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here,
10: you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means.
6: (laughs) This is an Animal Radio News update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit
5: fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Amtrak is one step closer to becoming pet friendly. The House of Representatives has approved $8 billion in funding for a pilot program for people traveling with pets. Now, at least one car per train would allow pets in kennels as long as those kennels met the size requirements. Larger animals would travel as cargo, but the baggage area would have to be temperature controlled to make sure it was safe for the animals. Passengers with pets would pay a pet fee. The bill now goes to the Senate and then on to the White House, where it reportedly is being supported. Amtrak already has a similar pilot program of its own going with a pet fare of $25 and up to four animal passengers per train. This is going on in Illinois. The Sea Lion and Otter Show at SeaWorld San Diego is on hold while something much more important is going on. Trainers for the show are spending their time instead working with the park's animal rescue team. They are dealing with a huge number of stranded California sea lion pups along the coast. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has no idea why these pups are stranding themselves in record numbers. SeaWorld's taken in over 900 since the start of the year, and that's compared to a usual average of only 225 from January all the way through the end of April. The park's in the process of building two temporary pools just for the rescued sea lions. Have you ever wanted to live somewhere where animals outnumbered people? I I can't tell you how many times I have. Well, I actually have found the place. It's a remote island in southern Japan called Aoshima. There are six times as many cats there as people. The cats were originally brought to this one-mile-long island to deal with the mice that plagued the fishing boats. And they did that and more. The island's now known as Cat Island, and it's become somewhat of a tourist attraction. The cats are really not picky animals there. They survive on rice balls, energy bars, or potatoes that they beg off the tourists. And here's the thing, they have no natural predators on the island, so they live and prosper. As delighted as tourists find the cats, the people who live on the island sees this really as a a problem, because these cats are creating more cats. There are approximately 120 cats on the island and more on the way. The people on Cat Island are working to catch and neuter the cats and then return them to their life of leisure on that island. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet
6: Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
17: Canine Caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898.
3: This is
5: Animal Radio.
3: Let's take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Trey on the phone. Hey, Trey. Hi. I take it you were the third in the family, huh? What's that? Your name? <laughs> yes, Trey.
9: He's making fun of you. That's not nice <laughs> now.
3: I'm making fun of it. What's
14: going on
2: in your world?
9: Oh, my! I have a cat. She's about two and a half years old,
14: and she's been spayed. And I've caught her spraying inside of my house several times already. And I've talked to my vet about it, and he says, First he told me that once they're spayed that they won't do that, but I told him I've seen her do it. So mm-hmm. he told me it's because that um, there might be strays around, stray cats.
9: Uh-huh.
14: Are there? I know there's stray cats around because across the street from my house there's an abandoned building and there's a bunch of stray cats in there. Uh-huh. But I was wondering if there's something I could do or something I could buy to spray around that she won't, she won't want to spray inside the house anymore.
9: Okay. Now my question is, does she go outside or is she an inside kitty?
14: No, she's indoor-outdoor.
9: She does go outside. Okay. Well, that opens up the whole opportunity of a world outside your doors. And if she does encounter, see, smell, or even smell the evidence of those other cats in her um, immediate environment, you know, that's a lot to overcome. So she's basically saying, hey, this is my house, this is my domain, and if those other kitties are anywhere in that vicinity, um, this is a reasonable thing for a cat to do. It's not reasonable for us. But it's reasonable in an explanation scenario. So um, the big thing is, you know, keeping the kitties away or keeping your cat indoor. I think that's probably one of the first things we talk about. Um, And if uh, keeping her indoor is a reasonable lifestyle adjustment and you and she can take to it, that might help considerably. Although we still have kitties that are inside, that look out curtains, that look out doors, and see kitties on their front porch, and they can really still have those same social stresses. So you have to do other things as well to ensure that she's not catching wind or sight of them from outside.
14: If you, if you're not, she loves being outside. I, I really feel bad locking her inside.
9: If you're opposed to, you know, making her an inside kitty, you have to realize that you can't control that outside world. Um, You can try. And now, do the kitties actually? Do you ever see them come up to your house? Or
14: yes, I've actually like because we have like a little door, a little kitty, kitty door in the back that my cats mm-hmm. come in and out. And I've actually caught them inside of my house before. Oh like, no! If, if we're not home, well, no I don't
9: wonder why home. she's pissed off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame so, her. Someone comes to my house and messes with my stuff. Oh yeah. All right, well, here's the challenge you have, is that if these kitties have come over and not only have they come in your house, but say, you know, they found resources, they found what they like in your house and they want to explore it, as long as they have that opportunity you're going to have a really big, overwhelming problem on your hands. What we need to do is shut off the access of those cats to your home. And that might mean keeping your kitty indoors for a spell. Relocating the cat uh, door entry might mean trying some of those really cool products, the cat doors that are activated, say, with uh, the magnetic cat collar, so that the cat door only opens when your kitty approaches it, not when it just cat a B C or D down the road. Comes uh, yeah, I've never the cat even room. heard
14: about those kind of doors.
9: What, yeah, activated by a collar. Yes, yeah. so your cat has to be one that you can keep a collar on. But they basically have. Usually, it's a magnet. Some I've seen some where they have like a microchip that, that kind of activates it. Um, but yeah, so basically, and this works for dogs as well. So they approach the door and it opens when they're in a certain proximity to the door. But when an, an offending animal, and even say like a wildlife, um, comes around, it won't open. So that's a great strategy um, that you can try to kind of keep the both the best worlds for your kitty. Um, uh. The other thing is if we do have to kind of shut the house down to cat access for a period of time, um, and if you can tough it out with your kitty, um, then there are some other deterrents you can try. And uh, there's motion-activated sprinkler systems. Um, I believe one is called the scarecrow. So basically, any animal walks by this little motion activated unit, which is attached to your um, sprinkler, and it goes off when that motion um, is detected frightens that little critter whatever it might be in a kind of soft and kind way and there's also that same kind of product that can be activated with puffs of air with high compressed air so um you might want to do a little bit of internet searching for either the scarecrow or the garden ghost which are those respective products there's oodles out there though so um lots of those that can be of good value to keep those unwanted critters away and to allow your kitty to still enjoy that lifestyle that she enjoys and uh I would also, also, if, you're, if your vet hasn't checked a urine sample on her, make sure we do check that, um, just to make sure she's not dealing with a double problem of any kind of um, hiding infection there, um, okay. or crystal problem, because um, we wouldn't want to miss that and blame her for, for being a naughty girl for other reasons.
14: Okay. So, so, so besides uh, that, you said the scarecrow and the garden ghost is what it's called?
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and r- then r- and then that motion activated collar and I, I don't have any particular brands like i said there's tons out there but um it might mean tearing out that existing cat door and re- retrofitting it with one of these other products but uh you know i think you got a lot of good good options there and things you can try and uh you know if you have to shut down the feeding center and keep those other cats away for a while um you know then you know do your best and tough yeah, it maybe out, just keep her
14: inside and them. just let her out uh because there's a my cat door is like in my laundry room, which is detached from the house. There's another door mm-hmm. that I could close there. And I just keep them inside and, and just open the door and let them out whenever. Because I, I think maybe she's just praying inside because she smells the other cats in there, like you said.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
14: And I've had cats that'll work.
9: That would be the, the, the biggest first step, yes. But there are cats that just kind of approach the front door where kitty will be sitting on the comforts of their couch inside their house. They look out the window and they see a cat spraying on, say, the front porch or a wall near their house. That's enough social stress to freak your kitty out and say, I gotta do the same. I gotta mark my territory. So it right. doesn't always have to be an indoor scenario for that. Even screen. if they
14: just see them from inside, okay. Oh yeah.
9: You got it. You got it. So yeah.
14: What?
9: Oh, kitty, kitties and territories Man, you know, they're they're like those little samurais, you know. We'll do it out. Oh, yeah. So. Well, good yeah, good luck with okay. you, Trey. Um, you got a couple ideas. I hope some of those work for you. Let us know. I'd love to know if if we're able to, to make some headway and help you out in this department. So
3: I will. Thank you guys for your time. Take care. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405
12: Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Sometimes I wish this was TV so you
3: could see what we see here. We're all a very motley crew. We, we have, <laughs> most of us have faces for radio.
4: Yeah, uh, speak for yourself. Right?
7: Yeah, really how? <laughs> I know.
3: Dr. Debbie, you're, you're a looker. You you have good good looks for TV. <laughs> Thank
9: but, you. But
3: but not today. Not today because your your lab coat is uh usually she comes in, in this nice white veterinarian's lab coat. It's clean, it's bleached, it's li- it's like it's ironed. It's you're usually crisp. crisp and everything. Yeah,
9: you look a little worse for the wear today. What is I'm all I'm soiled today. Yes, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, it's the wonders of the veterinary world and and I'd have to say that, you know, we aren't always known in veterinary medicine for our great fashions. We try to be tidy. But, yes, I have got all sorts of wet stuff all over me. Uh, you get
3: in return for this, in, in return for the fluids, the bodily fluids from all of the animals. You get kitties that purr and dogs that will lick you. And you really have a, just a great job. There's There's benefits to your job, too, right?
9: Yeah. There's definitely, and and so many people, you know, wish they're veterinarians, because we do have a really sweet job, i got to say, but the one thing we don't have is we don't have the great fashion sense that a lot of other professions get to have, and, you know, we're actually pretty poorly dressed, and it's because, you know, we have to be practical. We have to be ready for all of the fluids that come our way. And, you know, if you're in the large animal world, you wear coveralls. If you're in the small animal world, you like me, you know, maybe a lab jacket or a scrub top. Um But no matter what, it doesn't stop the stink of the day. And I'll drive home, and it's 113 in my car, <laughs> and I can smell. Mm. That was pig today, wasn't it, dear? <laughs> or a cat urine. You know, it always kind of stays with you. So you would just have to be on the watch for that. And, then, of
3: course, your, your husband being a veterinarian, too, I bet that in the evenings, dinner is, is uh, to be great.
9: Yeah, and absolutely. There's times when, you know, it'll be like, honey, I can smell you. Go upstairs and shower. And uh, so we have to. And, you know, s- some days I can be blessed with one single pet that might give me the little bit of everything, what I call the trifecta. <laughs> you know what that?
3: What is that? Any guesses? No. Uh, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not from even going to ask
9: you You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you're fortunate enough to have one pet that's nervous enough that we get a little bit of urine squirted our way. Oh, no. We get pooped upon. Oh, no. And then we get the anal gland goo, which squirts on us. So that's what I call the trifecta. Wow. <laughs>
3: I uh, that should be on
9: that TV show, Dirty Jobs of yes. America.
3: Yeah, that Dirty hey. Jobs of America. He yeah. should come in and, and, and deal with what you're doing. All for a
4: day.
9: I'm all for that. And I think that he would say that, you know, we may not be dressed the best, uh, but we definitely do have the, the great rewards of those little puppy kisses. So...
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio.
3: We're celebrating our connection with our pets. Here's the toll free number, 1-866-405-8405. And you can also ask your questions directly from the animal radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download thanks to those folks over at Doctors Foster and Smith. Now, the good weather is on the way. That's the good news. The bad news for much of the country. Of course, we have fleas and ticks all year round, but some of the country, you know, during the winter, that goes down. And, well, spring and summer is here, and that means the fleas and ticks are back. And for that, we have Dr. Marty Becker joining us. He's our veterinary correspondent to dispel whatever myths or fallacies we've heard about flea prevention and tick talk. How are you doing, Doc? (laughs)
13: I love just saying that. TikTok. <laughs> I love saying it. You, you know what? I love saying it, but it's funny about veterinarians. I, I was at a recent large veterinary conference and there was two technicians there and one of them can't stand maggots and oh, the yeah. other is scared, is scared to death of, of aggressive cats that are really frightened. So they're actually, you know, they're fighting for their life. So they trade. I'll give you two maggot dogs for <laughs> two crazy cats, you know, but you know, oh. veterans can handle... We can clean out a parvo blowout and eat dinner. We can pull hairs out of our food and eat it. I mean, there's nothing that bothers us, but you get, you get down to ticks. Oh, I hate those things and everybody hates them. You know, even just seeing them, let alone when they're really, really engorged and all blown up. And then let let me, let me kind of lay this out here. I'm a, a veteran veterinarian 35 years. And I remember when we first used to treat fleas and ticks, it was like chemical warfare. And you guys remember this too. There were dips. There were powders. There were sprays. There was collars. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was baths, and now it's now in a way it's easier. In a way it's harder. And the way it's harder is just fleas have really proliferated. There, we don't know when they're going to spring up. There's so many different weather uh, changes now that you never know when something's going to burst up and infect your infest your pets and then come into your house. But Anyway, we, what we want to do is take the latest technologies in flea control to keep these pets and their environments relatively, you hear me say relatively, <laughs> flea-free, uh-huh. because it's not, it's not easy if you live at a place like where you live or on the Gulf Coast or you know, in the South and places. So uh, what I tell people to do, you, you go into a pet store, you go into Walgreens or, or you go onto Amazon and there's all these tantalizing ads and completing claims. This one works better. This one's firmly available to your veterinarian. Uh, this one's an oral. This one's a topical. This one's a collar. And it's hard enough for veterinarians to keep it straight about which one works best. So here's what I would recommend you do. Go to your veterinarian or call your veterinarian, and you can say this. Listen, I'm going to buy my flea stuff with you. So you bring your pet in there. What do you recommend that you have? What do you use on your own pets? Or don't be afraid to tell your veterinarian when you go in there, you know what, I, I'm buying my flea control now uh, at uh, when I buy my groceries or I'm buying it online or I'm buying it uh, at the local drugstore. What is sold there that's going to work the best for my pets? So mm-hmm. l- let's say, for example, a dog's a heavy swimmer. You probably wouldn't want to use a topical product. You'd use an oral product. Oh, yeah. And if you have a lot of young kids around, you might want to use an oral product rather than a, a, a topical product that could actually, you know, get on children and things like that. Mm-hmm. And if, and if you have fleas and ticks, then you want a product that takes care of both, or you want to get a product that'll take care of the fleas and then maybe add something like a tick collar. But, you know, one flea can, can cause fleaology dermatitis. When you see one flea, this is the other thing, you that itsy flea on your pet and people think, Ah, that's God. He doesn't have much. Of it just got a few fleas. Well, within the next month, that flea, with a little help from her girlfriends, uh, <laughs> could could fill your house with thousands of descendants. And here's what's more: for every flea you see on your pet, there are hundreds of eggs, larvae, pupa, and emerging fleas that are not on your pet. They're in your yard. They're in your carpet. They're in your linen. Oh. You want to make sure that you use a medication year-round, not time it via, you know, we'll start in the spring, like now it's getting warm, and we'll stop after the second killing frost. The Animal Parasite Control Council recommends lifetime parasite control for all pets.
3: Mm. What about fleas becoming resistant to certain, like, spot-ons?
13: It's more of an internet rumor than it is reality. Really? Because I've talked, yeah, I've talked to Dr. Dryden about it, and there are some areas where there are resistant pockets, but it's, uh, it's not a major concern yet.
3: A couple of weeks back, we had on our Wacky Wednesday as a, as the prize a uh, tick remover, a kind of a, something brand new that I'd never heard of before, a liquid that you pour on the tick. Is that correct, Judy? As I remember, and then I have it to would go back. I don't recall. It would it would leave. It would take yeah. off. It would submit. Well,
13: ticks. Oh my gosh, ick tick, ick a tick, ick a tick. That's what I just can't stand the thought of. With these creeped out face on seeing one of those alone let on touching that grossly George <laughs> Tick or, or finding one on you or yeah. your pet. Oh. But you know, ticks are from the arachnid family, so they're part of the spider family. They're oh. eight legged. They feed on blood. And, you know, bright red blood goes in the front end and dark digested blood goes out the back end, if you know what I mean. But what they're doing the whole time, whether it's Lyme disease, they almost always have more than one bacteria or protozoa inside of them. And co-infections are almost the norm now. So, you know, when your tick is feeding, these, these you know, Babesia, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, uh, Anaplasmosis, Lyme disease, just get pumped into your pet's bloodstream. Uh and we were talking about folklore, about the best way to remove ticks, you know, a hot match, a cigarette, Vaseline, mineral oil, uh, you know, uh, something that will cause them to repel. But the reason you don't want to do that is it often causes the tick to regurgitate in the into the oh. bite wound. So think of that little mouthpiece releasing all the nasty bacteria, other disease-causing agents right into the wound. Ooh. So instead they want you to use forceps, tweezers or you've probably seen at Global Pet Expo some of those neat little tick removal tools that you see. Yeah, those little plastic like, pinchers. Yeah, they're like fiber or I've seen some that are lightweight aluminum too, but yeah. If you if you don't have anything like that, you know, you can use needle nose pliers or a pair of tweezers, but you want to grab the tick really close to the skin next to the mouth part and then just use real steady <laughs> rearward traction to pull them out. And make make sure you wear gloves so if it goes bust, your skin is protected from the gut contents. And then flush them down the toilet. If you have your if your dog is just covered in ticks, I think you should probably take it to the vet and let them have safe removal.
3: Dr. Marty Becker, as usual, we run out of time. I always enjoy visiting with you.
13: Thank you, dear friends. Well, there you go.
3: It's flown by once again. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. I want to thank little 8-year-old Alyssa Carter. Amazing. Hey, if you need your fix during the week, wasn't she? And if you want to hear it again or if you missed it, you could download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and listen to it at your heart's content, as well as ask questions of the Dream Team whenever you want. Uh, we'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great one.
4: Bye-bye. Bye.
3: This is Animal. Radio. (laughs) Network.
14: Network.